So I discovered that uh, on the iPad, yes, the, the, the project names are too long. I have to remove some of the letters and add more emoji. You don't know. It's now it's now called Emoji. Emoji. It's like from Emoji. It's it's like from uh, from Latin. Ah, okay. It's not, it's not emojis. It's Emoji. emoji. Ah. One emoji, two Emoji. Hello, I'm Radek. I'm Michael. And this is the podcast. A sounding board for interesting ideas and insights. We discuss books we read and want to share with you. As well as technology and productivity, which is what we do by day working on our app, Nosby. Or whatever else comes to mind. Okay, so it's the end of January, or maybe it will be February, actually, when we publish? No, it will still be January, but... Still January, uh, yes. It's uh, It sounds like the perfect time to discuss the New Year planning because, you know, doing things on time. Yeah, but, you know, the thing is that uh, it, it's it's like a pattern for me that uh, I do the planning in the whole January, you know, for the mm-hmm. whole year. And last year, last year was the same. Uh, and I think it's fine because, you know, uh, when January comes, it hits you hard very often after Christmas. You have to you have lots of catching up to do. But on the other hand, you have to make time to um to plan new things and if you don't do it over christmas uh which um happens to me every time because i go uh you know to my hometown and and there's really no time for me to 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 just get away from family (laughs) and from eating um Mm -hmm. so in the end uh, i find myself um planning the year like at the end of january to have the plan and um and in this episode we'll talk about this and uh, i will even mention why in my case it makes even more sense to finish the planning at the end of January. Yeah, you know, uh, for me, it's nice to do it just on the on the edge between uh, two years. Uh, for me, usually the way I, I plan my uh, time off from work and, and whatnot, uh, I do have time in the two weeks uh, around New Year to, to do the annual review. And there is an advantage to, to doing it then because... Um, a new year feels like a new beginning, and mm-hmm. a new beginning just sort of it, it's it's arbitrary, but psychologically it's much easier to make changes um, in, in your life and decide on new things when you feel like it's a it's a new beginning, right? Because like yeah. th- there's sort of a, a clean slate uh, that you can follow. But of course, in the end, it is arbitrary, and it's it's much better to to spend more time on it uh, if you need to and do it later or earlier, but. But do it right, do it well, because you know you might spend many weekends over the whole January to do it, but then uh, you will reap benefits uh, for the next eleven months. I mean, this is something we have been highlighting in this show for quite a while: is that we really uh, don't appreciate how 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 you know how few minutes a week we spend planning <laughs> and thinking and stopping, you know, for a, just for a while, and we need that, and especially that's why I take this January really easy because i know that i need the time to plan this i need to, i need the time for feedback feedback loops that we'll discuss this and this way at the end of january i want to have a plan that's been you know really worked well that's why i i'm, I'm not trying i'm not stressing too much about january because i know that we have still 11 months to go and uh, and i prefer to take my time in january rather than have a crappy plan and just mm-hmm. you know be running you know circles the whole year long so that's why uh, i really i think we we just forget how much time we really need to stop and really review things 
So are you 100% finished with your review? 90% because uh, some of the things I need to still uh, run through my direct reports in Nosby. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I'm 90% done, so it's very, very close to done. And uh, I have my last interviews uh, with a few people t- from my team today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but the vision is already there. It's all you know written down. Uh, so it's really just 90%. Um, now for me, it's just uh, a few things. I, have, I need approval from my direct reports. Okay, uh, so... Can you give me an estimate of how much time did you spend on the on the review, on the you know reviewing things and making plans and iterating and just contemplating this stuff? Okay, so I would say I would say I spent just on my things and on my um, ideas. I spent around I would say around ten hours, I mm-hmm. think total, like deep work, ten hours, this kind of thing but of course i was thinking in between about this so it's not yeah. you know, it's, it's a lot more than that but additionally uh, i did a, a different a different approach an additional approach uh, this year which we'll discuss a little bit later uh, that um, uh, that involves talking to other people from the team to get some feedback uh, mm-hmm. before i an- announce uh, the plans and this uh, feedback cost me more than 10 hours because I had to speak to everyone and for at least an hour. So uh, so I did additional feedback loops from people from my team to to make sure that I have the the, the right plan. Okay, I I I guess I spent more time on it. I I spent something on the order of 20 hours, but that's partly because like I started doing related but not really things. I started reviewing my finances for the year and whatnot. I started making okay. changes to the system that that take time now, but then will be easier uh, in the next years to like uh, gather some data, some some stats and, and whatnot. So uh, that's why. But it was on the order of 20 hours total, maybe 15, 20 hours spread across, I think, five sessions. So mm-hmm. quite a lot of time. But mm, I think, you know, a lot of people think that stuff like this, reviewing, thinking about this stuff, um, planning is sort of a waste of time. It's, it's like it's, it's bureaucracy of, of sorts like it's something to be mm-hmm. avoided um, but I don't think I don't think it's the same thing uh, I think people uh, in today's world don't have nearly enough time have like an order of magnitude too little time to think just to think um, and humans are not good at thinking fast so having a lot of uh, space to um, you know to think about things and, and not rush them into completion uh, to me, as far as I can tell, uh, this is a very good investment in terms of like what I gain from it. Like, also in in time, uh, to having you know spent uh, this much time reviewing the year and then doing the weekly reviews uh, as well. Well, I would say you know I I did three ten hours of deep work and and then now ten hours of interviews, uh, but. Uh, I was thinking about it a lot in between, and that's why you know. But I have, yeah. I was write, like writing down scribbles all over the place. Um, I still have to process my my mind map, which I did uh, with when I was doing the interviews. When I was doing the interviews, I did all the notes in the mind map. I love this kind of note taking. This is, and now I'm using the Mind Note app um, on my iPad, and um, uh, so I think in total when I. Like once I finish the the the, the, the last ten percent, last ten percent will 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 also take me just I think around five six hours to to just finish it off and also talk through this uh, with my direct reports and then later uh, my team. So it's gonna be it's gonna be even even more. But uh, but well, we'll discuss this. But 
I incorporated a lot of more feedback loops than before than last year, and I want to. I will be. I will. I will stress. I will stress it a little bit later when we discuss this. Okay, so the plan for today's episode is um, we talk about our 2017 in review. Um, you know, we'll we'll skip over uh, some details, but um, but we wanted to to sort of give this as context for uh, our plans for for 2018, uh, and 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 then after you know 2017, like highlights from 2017, uh, we wanted to mention uh, some of our plans for 2018, and and more importantly, like how we approach it differently uh, than before. Uh, so if you haven't listened to those before, definitely check out the last three episodes where we discussed some of the, the bigger sort of ideas that um, that motivated like changes in how we do our annual reviews and uh, the episode from a year ago where we discussed the, the general process, which have, hasn't changed, so we're not going to discuss this again. All right. So uh, let's start with uh, 2017 then, you know, uh, how it went. So uh, let's focus on the highlights, I think, uh, you know, the good, the good, the bad, the ugly. <laughs> but uh, uh, what would you start with? Uh, so I would start with a little bit of, of context for me that planning 2017 was was challenging for me. I didn't have a very specific, like this one theme or, or one goal. Um, because in a few previous years, and in 2016 in particular, I had like a few very obvious personal projects, like like these big goals, like these keystone things that I knew that this is this is a thing that's sort of missing in my life, and I need to get better at this, and this will make big changes. So in 20, 2016, this was uh, starting to read a lot, 30 books a year, losing 15 kilograms, starting to be more physically active, I started going to the gym and whatnot, and uh, finally establishing a proper morning routine. And and that's what 2016 was about. And, and, and like after getting all of that more or less done, you know, planning 20, 2017 didn't have as much clarity. And so a lot of uh, things that happened were sort of unplanned. And a lot of my goals were about sort of... Um, uh, keeping up with those habits. Yeah, uh, for for me it was similar, and now that you know, in, in, in hindsight, uh, I can see that my goals for twenty seventeen were a bit too vague. Mm-hmm. I was struggling to 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 be focused on just a few goals, but just do them right. I was um, trying to uh, as well maintain lots of things, lots of habits. Uh, I think I did also well with uh, with reading, with um, with with fitness. Um, and I did uh, get new habits, like like really uh, um, the the magic spreadsheet. So really, the um, we'll link in the show notes. The so to, to really be uh, religious about it, like you <laughs> like you are, um, and to really monitor my things. Uh, also, of course, the morning routine, the evening routine. Now I'm really now, now this is like a no brainer for me anymore. I this, uh, this is really great, and uh, many other things. So I did do well on the habit side of things. But because of that, I I didn't uh, I I think I spread myself too thin with 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 particular goals, and mm-hmm. that's why you know being focused on the habits and yet having that many goals uh, was just too much. And and one of the lessons learned from last year, and that's why I read the Essentialism by Greg, Greg McKeown again uh, in the uh, between between the years to 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 really understand the idea of trade offs and of of doing less but better. And that's why for this year I'm planning less stuff, 
but better. And um, and uh, uh, so this was like one of the biggest lessons learned for me. Okay, so uh, I'll start with with uh, two or three things like the the unexpected things, the the things that I didn't plan but happened anyway in in twenty seventeen. Uh, one of them was um, uh, learning Spanish, uh, which mm-hmm. happened after the trip to Spain and Panama, and then talking to you, and then I did Duolingo in sixty days. We've talked about it in too much detail, and we'll put uh, the link to the show notes about. How to send about and and like a lot of things we've learned about learning languages. Uh, we'll put the links in the show notes. Uh, another thing that sort of came up was this whole big project to simplify, uh, simplify life, simplify setup, simplify all sorts of systems and, and habits. Uh, we've also talked about it a lot, but um, some of the the things that that it involved was I moved many of my. Uh, systems and habits, things I do every day, uh, to not rely on the Mac and not rely on the paper, but uh, to be iPhone only. So planning the day, planning the week, doing the the magic uh, spreadsheet, all of that is iPhone only. Uh, Moving to be paperless, so all of the documents, all of my accounting, all of that is paperless um, using ScanBot and other mm, systems to, to do that. We've discussed this. A ton, like tons of automation, workflow, uh, app automator, smart checklists in Nosby, um, improving my physical setup, my office, uh, getting rid of a ton of notifications, distractions, just sort of moving to have less stuff that doesn't matter in my life. Uh, we've also, last week, discussed this, you sort of realizing you need a, a bit of a better information diet. And speaking of which, uh, the thing I def- definitely didn't expect of 2017 is I quit Twitter. Well, you didn't tweet it for good. You you you're not using it that much as much, or are you or you or you did quit it for good? Well, I it, to me it it feels like quitting. Uh, by quitting, I I mean like in the same sense as as you. Uh, well, maybe that that's not a perfect me- metaphor, but um, it, it's it's like I I quit um, smoking and 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 now I I, I do Twitter, uh, you know, only only once for for you know only once a week, and and it actually feels this way. Like it's 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 I I don't feel this sort of tug of of um, Twitter sort of addictive compulsive behavior I don't feel like I need to be there it doesn't give me that much uh, dopamine anymore it's just a place I check out once a week and I don't feel like I need more so in that sense I I quit Twitter I'm there but like literally once a week and not five times a day all right so in my case uh your research for going paperless which we discussed in the previous show um it made me realize that I I actually should should rethink my setup for going paperless and mm-hmm. uh, inspired by your uh, ideas I started using uh, your, your solutions and ch- to check out how they, how they work so the scanbot I'm using Apple notes more uh, I'm trying to distinguish which kind of you know document documents go where to which app or to which you know to which system uh, so that's good so I'm not using evernote that much anymore um, I'll see if I, you know, I'll, I'll still be an Evernote user, but I'll see how, like, what's the place of Evernote in the future for me. So, um, mm-hmm. so with that, uh, it was important and uh, really set up my workflows well. I really did set up my workflows well now that I have um, 
it's so easy for me to do the you know the journaling, morning routines, all these things, um, tracking my productivity. So I'm really tracking religiously every day how much I work, not how mm-hmm. much I, I'm, I am, not, not how much. Uh, my body is in the home office, but how much mm-hmm. I really work. So I, I track my deep work, I track my shallow work, and I track my meetings. Of course, this uh, this week will be off the, off the charts as I have so many meetings, but uh, it's mm-hmm. anomaly, it's fine. So these things, yes. And also, um, uh, last year reminded me how long-term thinking is important. So um, uh, last year was a... Uh, was medical year like was this wasn't a very nice very good year for our company i mean it was fine we we did well but it we didn't have growth you know and revenue wise uh, we actually had a little bit less revenue than than the year before which was a little bit um uh, worrying uh, for us but uh, we invested in our company a lot uh, we hired new people and we also uh, changed the pricing of of nosby so uh, it's not it's not Add for Nosby. I'm just. I, I just want to uh, explain the the logic behind it. So we realized that the pricing, uh, the pricing also communicates how we want people to use Nosby, and mm-hmm. we thought that the pricing that we had before like didn't communicate well. That we want some people to use Nosby by themselves, but some people can really reap the benefits of Nosby by using them in small teams and in big teams, and, mm-hmm. and this is how we are using Nosby in our team, uh, and this is how many many of our users use that. But but many of them didn't realize that they can they can actually move Nosby to a more team environment, not only use it by themselves. So with the pricing change, uh, we kind of showed it to the people. And um, we did it at the end of the year. So we, I think, introduced new pricing at the end of November. And already December and January are, are, are a lot better than last year's, I mean, than the previous year's ones. So uh, we already see an improvement there. And we see also like better customer sat <laughs> of these oh, people. Oh no, <laughs> don't, don't get me started on customer sat. I couldn't, I couldn't help myself. The customer sat with iOS 7 is really off the chart. So uh, people are happier and people see that the, the, the difference and people are like seeing, ah, I can use it with my team and I can use it like that. And how can I use it? So we changed kind of you know the communication and and we have improved this so again this reminded me that you work on something because we worked on the, on the pricing for half a year so we worked on something for quite a long time you put it you put it there and you reap the benefits like in a few months not mm. right away you know and uh, and this is something which any entrepreneur or any actually any person working for customers should know in hindsight that uh, there is no short term thinking because short term you can really like you can make a short term promotion or something like that to like improve the bottom line but the long term stuff this is important so even if like the, the the year wasn't as good financially for us but we did some investments we are going to reap the benefits this year you know hmm. not 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 that oh, year oh and so. and there are so many things that uh, we are still in the process of invest of oh, yeah. investing oh, and yeah. once it's out and we cannot share it yet, and 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 you know how much we invested uh, mm-hmm. last year in that, and how much we are investing now. So so this is something again, you know, going for the long run, going in the long term, and it's it's and we are about you know we are about to celebrate our eleventh uh, birthday of Nosby. So we know we are here for the long haul, and and uh, that's why we are not afraid about it. But what I'm just saying is that when you review a year and the year like and some of the statistics and indications were not positive or were not you know 100% positive or or 100% you know nice you th- you think okay this was a crappy year well it 
was kind of in in some respects and in and for example on the marketing side I'm, I'm sure it was a crap year and we should we could have done a better job but in many other aspects we invested in something that we're going to reap the benefits later so it's really important to 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 you know to to to, to be conscious of the fact that it's a long-term game uh, yeah that, that's definitely right and um you know even for me right now, like th- this is a big thing of of uh, doing the review and planning the year, um, and, and as part of planning the year, and we've talked about it, uh, you know, a year ago, and we discussed our process for annual review. Like one thing that's useful to do is just sort of briefly, in in very rough terms, think about what happens next, not in in this year, but even after that. Uh, that then. Um, gives you ideas for what to plan for this year, right? And, and even like for, for this year, I have plans which are like bursts, burst projects which are on hold, which I want to until the third or fourth quarter of the year, but I realize that they're there and I want to do them. And to be able to do them, there are some steps I'm already taking now in January, just sort of laying groundwork. Uh, that has to be done months in advance, uh, you know, very sort of not a lot of work, but has to be done in advance. And so th- this is the, the big thing of, of doing the review is that because you spend time thinking about this and, and planning, you start seeing connections that you could have missed and then be like, oh man, um, why didn't I think of this um, four months ago? Well, because you didn't plan it. All right, but uh, I, don't, I don't want to get too distracted from um, our highlights of uh, 20, 2017. So f- for me, the, the, the highlight, the highlight, absolute highlight of last year was the realization that once you get these habits right, which we discussed last year, that, that you know, mm-hmm. that you want to be a better version of yourself, you should plan for the habits, like how you want to get something done. And even though I've really missed lots of goals, the habits that I've, that I've, that I've managed to put in place are right now for like right now for me enable me to do greater things so so yes i have to correct the goals i have to correct my estimates and i have to correct my optimism about the quantity of the goals but uh, the habits i have like make this transition seamless make this transition easy because i don't have to worry about these habits anymore i i Mm -hmm. i I got this i got them and uh, i'm introducing a few more new habits uh, this year and but as you as we discussed in the previous show uh, the other habits don't have to be on 100% all the time, but they're there. And, I, and as long as I'm tracking them, I'm fine. And uh, f- so for me, th- again, it's, it's, it's long-term thinking. I got these habits right, so I know that in the long term, this is going to just, I'm just going to reap the benefits again from these habits. So, um, and there are a few of these, like, like we mentioned the routines, uh, the, th- uh, the thing I'm, I'm, I'm flossing now, uh, I'm, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm regularly training now. Uh, it's like all these things that w- I had to focus a lot to make them natural for me are now, are now natural. They're just there. And, you know, they don't cost me that much of cognitive load to do them again. So, uh, I love it. I love it, and I it, it, it enabled me also to focus on different things uh, when playing this year. Yeah, it it, it might seem um, strange and arcane to to most people to focus so much uh, thinking about habits and setting up these uh, systems, uh, but the the thing is that it, it's a foundation. Like you master it, you invest in it once, and then just just a relatively small amount to keep it up. And it's a foundation that, that you build on top, that it just enables you to, to do things that weren't possible if you didn't have that foundation. Um, well, speaking of, of, of habits, um, 
in some areas, like here, I didn't do as well uh, as the previous year, um, but I have the data, and and so I I've been tracking those habits. Um, like some of them first in uh, in the spreadsheet, and then in the the productive app, uh, the habit tracking app for for iOS, um, and that's sort of uh, interesting to see because it it shows you that we tend to overestimate um, how good we are with some things. So for example, um, a a goal is to for me uh, to uh, to wake up at eight o'clock uh, every day to so for me that's the definition of wake up early and <laughs> I've done that sixty four percent of the time, which is surprising because that seems like not a lot like I thought it's going to be like seventy or eighty percent well more like eighty or eighty five percent but you know naturally we tend to overestimate and in reality it's just sixty four percent um and i'm I'm not too you know, I don't feel too bad about it because I see the pattern. Like the the thing about habits is like I want to focus on consistency and not maximization. Like um, I, I'm not, I don't do the the eight o'clock every day. Like there's some some days where I fail, but there have been very few instances where where I would fail badly. As in, wake up and. Uh, do the snooze and then go back to sleep, which is like the, the worst thing I could do. Like usually there, there's a reason or it's related to travel. That's why I've been much worse in the second half of the year. Uh, but it's the, the second year that I've been really doing the morning routine. So that's still good. Uh, I've also changed here. Like uh, previously my, my goal was to like get to work by nine. And now I've I've actually established the, the, the routine of uh, waking up at eight and then getting to work at 8.30, which is like a new thing for me to start work this early, and it feels really good. Um, I was trying as part of the morning routine to do to read uh, paper books or Kindle books in the morning, and I did that until July, and I had like 55% uh, success rate. I dropped it. I decided, okay, you know what? I actually prefer to get to work earlier. Um, since November, I've been tracking if I, if I start work without distraction so if I actually get to work at 8:30 and start from my my uh, my most my most important uh, task my my frog and not like checking out slack or checking out Twitter and since November like it, it's a it's a new thing and it's been 80% successful so that's good um, and 78% of the time I was planning the next day and updating the the magic spreadsheet on the same uh, day. Uh, I've been tracking that since July. So that's pretty good. Yeah, I haven't been that religious about tracking for for the, for for most of the year. I've been on and off on the magic spreadsheet for the for for much of the year, but in November when I came back after 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 my week, one week holidays in um, in my hometown, I I just put myself to it. I created new workflows to do it. And uh, this way I um I managed to. Uh, I started really tracking this, and uh, for for me, uh, for example, my my main goal. Um, we discussed this in, in I think <laughs> I remember when, but it was like a long time ago. Is the fact of how much time I'm spending in deep work, right? Mm-hmm. To, to track deep work, and I decided to you know to, to track three things: uh, meetings, deep work, and shallow work, and. In my case, the minimum I want to hit, which is already quite a lot, is 
10 hours of meetings, 10 hours of deep work, and 10 hours of, of shallow work. So 30 hours a week of work, work. So really, like, you know, I would say, like the, the, the lawyers would call it billable hours, you know, it's like, like really mm-hmm. good work, not just being in the office, you know. Uh, uh, and then everything above that is a bonus. So if I get to, you know, 40 hours or something, but, you know, it, it's kind of funny that um, you as the boss sort of, there is this admission that in reality, even though we're at the office, we do less work than we think. And the time sort of goes away. And 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 30 uh, hours a week is sort of the the, the, the goal, like not, not 40 as you expect, because in reality, some of that time is just, just disappears magically. Remember when we discussed this, you you admitted that you know you have three three hours you know three good hours a day or four good hours a day uh, yeah. when you when you when you get to it. So it's so if you think about that, this would be like twenty hours a week, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm hitting for thirty, which is already like above the average, right? So since I've been tracking this uh, these thirty hours uh, from November on. I can see that some of the weeks I hit the number, I hit even more than 20, 30 hours. Sometimes I hit uh, only 25 or, or even less than 25 uh, hours of billable work, of really good work. So this is good because on, a, on every weekly review, I can review that, I can see how my week went and I can you know just make sure that I can plan the week better to make sure that I hit my goal. So um, I'm not beating myself about it, but it's good to track it because yeah. now I have I, I, every, every week I, I, I see improvements and uh, I think I think uh, this year I'm gonna hit my goal of 30 hours uh, a, a week uh, you know better yeah it's it's super important to track and have a good way of tracking so that it's not a pain in the butt so that it's it's super easy and also why I, I moved all of that to iPhone so I can do that anytime right and and so like I, I track a, a bunch more stuff like uh, I track my weight and the average weight for the year was 71.6 kilograms, which is just like just a tiny, a tiny bit more than uh, last year. But then, you know, you analyze the data a bit more, which is like super easy in, in numbers. And it's like 2016 after February when I hit my 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 sort of um the, the, the 70 kilograms, the average... All-time low. Yeah, the average after that was 70.7 kilogram. And the second half of 2017 was 72.4 kilograms. So actually, that's that's almost two kilograms difference. So the, there is, like, it's it's not it's not perfect. But then, you know, you have the data and, and then you can analyze what you think about it. So this is what, what you discussed sort of uh, last week, that this is the second year of me being not overweight or borderline over overweight like like losing 15 kilograms like this is a, a big difference so two kilograms two kilograms here two kilograms there you know as long as i track this it it's not that important because the longer i do this in general like this this new sort of baseline not not the perfect point but but the the baseline the easier it is to keep it up because it sort of changes you uh, forever. I've also like I've I've done I've tracked fifty seven workouts in twenty seventeen like proper workouts. So that's about once a week. That's not a lot. Uh, I've done ninety in twenty sixteen. I'm not as consistent, uh, but in general I'm still uh, pretty physically uh, active. I'm okay with that, right? I've done twenty books and not thirty four, but this has been the. Uh, the third year that I do audiobooks in general, and that made a, a big difference. This sort of new baseline and and not um, you know hitting the the peak. So 
even though I, I I didn't I didn't hit those I didn't exactly hit the the, the goal of maintaining uh, my my habits perfectly. Uh, it's still fine. Yeah, I'm also tracking my weight, and uh, I lost weight in 2014. I lost 10% of my body weight, um, and uh, and since then I was maintaining more or less okay. But uh, in the last year, it just went a little bit too far. Uh, so uh, I, I started this year at 72 kilograms, which is uh, overweight for me. And uh, the, the, the thing that I did is what I did last four, four years ago. I started you know, a, a slow-carb diet. And a slow-carb diet, which is easy for me to do because I know it. I know how to... I mean, I, I just have to like, adjust a little bit you know, more firmly my my current eating habits. So it's not like I have to change everything I do about eating right now. I just have to adjust more my eating habits to be more more strict about it. And uh, I've been doing this for the last three weeks and it's going very well. I'm, I'm, I'm below 70 already. Uh, and um, and I, I want to keep it up. And uh, as, a, as a side bonus, I, I, I'm learning to eat new new stuff. I'm, I'm discovering new, uh, new, new, new uh, meals. So um, again, a habit I've learned four years ago uh, right now easy uh, like really no problem i'm gonna i'm gonna lose my weight i'm gonna be at the end of march 60 66 which is my goal and then uh, for the next four or five years i should be fine uh, and, yeah. and and uh, as long as i'm tracking it and keeping it in check i should be fine and i am fine so it's good yeah another thing i i failed at um well that's one interpretation is, is the project of deliberate practice so um when I said at the beginning that I sort of had just only fuzzy ideas for 2017, that was one of the concrete ones. Like I really wanted to establish this habit of every week on Friday during our TGIF, like in the show notes for explanation, um, I would spend you know pretty much all of the the day um, practicing something deliberately, um, you know, learning a, a new skill, and as such, I didn't achieve it. But but this is why it's important that. You know the, the the plan is is just an artifact, but the the planning is important and the keeping up of the planning is important. So you do the annual review, but then every week and every month, every quarter, you revise the plan uh, based on new inputs. So I I I, did, I failed to establish this exact thing as as um you know this structure in my life, and yet uh, twenty seventeen was um one of the most productive um, years of my life in terms of learning new things. I've learned um, many new programming skills through deliberate practice in in two months. Like in the two months where this actually was working, I've learned like six big new things uh, that I needed to learn for the hashtag secret project. And then for the rest of the year, through the work on hashtag secret project, I've improved my programming skill considerably, right? And then I also uh, was thinking of, you know, I didn't have high uh, goals I, I, for for my blog or for conferences, but I thought maybe just one blog post or, or one conference talk this year. And I, I didn't do that. Uh, but again, like when you revise it, I uh, this is fine because based on, on, on the work I've been doing in 2017 and I continue doing now, um, for the end of 2018, I definitely have multiple really good ideas for, for talks um, and conferences, and also speaking of uh, of, of conferences and and, and travel, uh, that was an area that uh, 
was sort of unexpected in in 2017 because in 2016 I've 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 done a lot of travel for my standards anyway and it felt like really overwhelming to to do this many travels uh and I planned for 2017 to do less and of course I did more uh because <laughs> you know things just popped up um so I've done 12 trips in 2017 and in total, I've I've done 86 days in travel. So for a quarter of the year, I was away from home. And when I counted up, uh, you know, those days from the calendar, I was really surprised because it didn't feel like I was away from home for a quarter of, of my year, uh, but I was. And I was in eight different countries in like 17 different cities. Um, and and what, what's, what's changed, what, what, I, what I didn't expect, what, what happened sort of by accident is... I've learned, um, I've started really learning how to travel easily, how to travel um, like really in a really minimalist way and in such a way that it doesn't overwhelm me. And as we've discussed two weeks ago, like I get easily overwhelmed. Like I, I, I like things to be my way. And so uh, traveling in the past was, was just really a lot uh, for me. Uh, but it was a, a matter of, of, of sort of, Improving the the system, right? And I've I've now have the whole sort of packing system, the whole the whole way of doing travel, uh, which involves like very little preparation. And so, um, one thing I did a lot in 2017 was not only just these like big complicated uh, trips abroad, uh, but I've really grown to like this uh, this this tiny bit of nomadic lifestyle. I started doing a lot of traveling across Poland, like being in different cities and doing these combo trips that I go from one city to another for a week or something, like just because, uh, because it's fun, because I can, like, because this is a benefit I can reap from uh, working remotely, that I can be anywhere and I can spend time with, with friends in person that I normally uh, wouldn't get to see very often. And I can not take any time off, continue working. I mean, I I was 86 days in travel and I can, you know, I can take like 20 days off uh, during the year. Um, so that was, that was really uh, great. And the, the last thing I, I want to mention for 2017, which was unexpected and, and also help with travel is um, hashtag iPad only. Uh, and and this, <laughs> is, this is your fault, of course. I moved from being iPad skeptic to to like from being very ambivalent about iPads to being really mad about iPad in the same way I'm mad about the Mac, uh, which is to say it really annoys me all of the time, but only because I care. <laughs> yeah. When, if we rewind to, to the conversations we had, you know, just a year ago when you were just trolling me that I was using this inferior machine for, for, for stuff and like, you know, like, yeah, it good times. So uh, I'm, I'm happy about that. Um, as uh, so, one thing that really uh, highlighted I would already move to to, to New Year uh, was the quarterly offsites. So uh, ah, right. I started doing quarterly offsites in 2016, again mm -hmm. uh, the fault of Greg McCune of essentialism. And in 2017, we discussed it. We discussed this concept. We will link in the show notes. And uh, I did them regularly, and you too, I, th I think, uh, yeah. last year. And what happened was that. Uh, in our reunion, Nasby reunion, when we meet, because in our company we meet twice a year, we mentioned that. And we mentioned that it would be fun for the whole company 
not to have just TGIF, so to have a great Fridays and have weekly reviews, but to do quarterly offsites so that everyone on the team who wants to uh, could do an optional quarterly offsite. So really think about the last quarter, plan the next quarter. And we did a trial run uh, in November, um, in October with, uh, with my direct, direct reports. And it was fun. It was uh, for them kind of just, you know, discovering, you know, how to review the last quarter, how to plan the new quarter. It was fun. Uh, and what happened was that this year, I mean, this January, uh, the whole team did that. I'm not sure if everyone, uh, but on my team, on marketing team, everyone did that. Uh, uh, and uh, everyone from my direct reports did that. And this was like this additional stone this additional thing that I did this year. So I did my mm. like, draft of plan for this year. And, and, and after that, uh, now I'm having um, uh, individual talks with the people of, of, from my team, from my marketing team and with my direct reports. And with that, before, the, before each individual meeting, they are sending me their quarterly offsite. So they're, like, they're, um, they're uh, uh, conclusions from their quarterly offsites. And it's amazing. They are all discovering this and they love it. And I'm learning new things about them. Uh, and uh, and my direct report, they are like uh, the directors of Nonspeed. They are really happy about it. They are really thrilled about it. And I get an additional feedback loop because now after these individual talks, after reading each and everyone's quarterly offsite, I learned so much more that uh, during this week of, of, uh, of, of chats, I'm readjusting my plan. That's why my plan is not 100% ready yet, because I've been tweaking and readjusting it based on the feedback I got and based on the quarterly offsites people did. Because on the quarterly offsites, one of the things I can see is what really people want to do. Like, what, what are their goals for the next three, three months? But not only their goals for the next three months, their aspirations, where they want to be, what they want to you know, achieve. And with that, I can tweak this, this, the system. I can tweak the team. I can see who should be doing more of something or, and less of something and the other way around. And it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's amazing. I mean, it's, this is this. Now I see that it was this missing piece of, the, piece of the puzzle. That one thing is, you know, me, the boss, doing a plan, but then doing the whole week of, of marathon meetings and quarterly offsites reading to tweak the plan and to really adjust it for the team. And, 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 and the, 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 the idea is that next week I'm going to propose the plan, you know, already after all the feedback. So I'm, I, I got this almost ready um, and it's, uh, I'm really excited. I'm really pumped about the plan for this year. And, uh, and, and next week I'm going to ask for like additional feedback based on what I've learned. But uh, uh, so there are two discoveries. Thanks. The quarterly offsite uh, was a success. People loved it. And people, people uh, again, thanked me for giving them a, a you know, in working hours, you know, a moment to reflect. Uh, and second, uh, I've learned a lot. I've learned a bunch about my team, which I thought I knew so well. And uh, now I can uh, have a better plan for this year. You know, it, it's really interesting how uh, over time you see uh, good ideas that you and I um, were experimenting with and established in our personal lives uh, over time they they have this tendency to move to uh to the company life of Nosby as well like it, it it's sort of uh here like you and I is this is this um the sounding board and like this experimentation ground to see how this works and like if it really is that useful 
And then we realized that, you know what, doing a week review every week is just is crucial and it shouldn't be just just the two of us and maybe Rafael sometimes doing it for ourselves, but it should be everyone uh, doing it like in the context of work um, in particular, right? And, you know, the, 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 the TGIF was partially inspired um, by the fact that I, I, you know, tried to have this uh, one day a week where I would focus on like personal projects and learning stuff. And now the the quarterly review or the personal quarterly offsite to use Grub McCune's um, phrasing, um, you know, good 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 times. Like it's it, it it's good to see what we've established to be very powerful, useful tools and just very good habits, uh, and and people slowly starting to to, to pick it up. And I, I hope that uh, there's going to be more of that because that the, there's more in terms of like deliberate practice and, and such that I, I wish more people followed and, and more people like truly take advantage of, um, of TGIF for deliberate practice and not just learning on the job, which um, isn't always enough. But yeah, so 2017, was it a success? Well, you know, yes and no. For for <laughs> many things, uh, uh, many things uh, didn't work out as much as, as I, I hoped they would. But as, as as we said, you know, we established some ground rules, some good best practices. Uh, it wasn't a success for for me because I realized that I planned too much, too many goals, as I mentioned before. Mm-hmm. And one of the lessons learned is planning less stuff. So um, and putting like using GTD methodology naming having a deliberate goal called someday maybe mm-hmm. and just having great ideas and then putting them there you know just yeah, yeah. not not acting on them now you know uh, and and i do it more often now i do it through uh, in every weekly review when i have a new idea i put it there i i describe i put a new task in the someday maybe project uh, goal mm-hmm. and then i i i i pour my heart in the comment you know as a, as a, to describe the whole thing what i want to do i get excited and whatever and then i leave it there to incubate you know, and then, but but I know that it's not priority now. You know, and maybe maybe it is, but when it is, it has to be a deliberate choice. Uh, and and another thing that I've learned the hard way last year, and I'm putting it right now, as I'm as I said, I'm planning right now. You know, to sh- shuffle a little bit the team. Um, I see that again, there are trade-offs. So if I want to do more of that, less of that has to be done in the other department so i have to really yeah. be conscious about this so when, when when i'm planning right now for for quite a few people i'm planning a little bit to redefine their their, their job description um i mean with their consent they want to do it actually <laughs> but uh, but but the problem is that w- with that i need to shuffle also that okay you want to do more of that but that, that then then you have to do less of that if that's okay with you right so we really have to be have to have th- these conversations uh to realize that we cannot do more of that and more of that at the same time. No, this is this is not not how it's supposed to do, supposed to go. So for me, again, planning this year, uh, 2018, was lots about that, about trade-offs, about okay, uh, what can I do, and what would I love to do, but I'm just going to put it for something maybe for now because no, right now I need I need to do less things. But do them really well, and this was my my main problem with 2017. I've di- I, I've done lots of things, but half half asked basically, so halfway through, and I don't want to do that anymore. I want to really 
do these things and complete them and you know, make them stick. Speaking of overestimating our abilities, we thought we'd do 2017 in review and plans for 2018 in this one episode, but obviously this is not going to happen, so let's hope our editor will do magic to compress this episode a little bit and we'll get back to our plans for 2018 next week.